Hey there, David here. And Alicia. You've probably noticed that this episode has a really short runtime. Well, short for us anyway. (laughs) That's because it's just a teaser. The Oscars are coming up and we're going to be releasing a three-part prep series to help you get ready without spoiling any of the movies. So we're just popping up here quickly to give you a heads up on what to expect from that. The Oscars are coming up March 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm guessing, or is that is that going to be Pacific? Uh, you know? e- Eastern, yeah. Sorry. Eastern, okay. Broadcast by ABC in the United States and other channels around the world. But if you go to the Oscars.org website, you should be able to you know figure out where to watch them. So what do we need to know about this three-part series that you've cooked up for us? The idea behind the entire series is that we're going to help you figure figure out what are the most interesting movies that you can watch at home to prep if uh, however, whatever your level of interest and maybe that's the most nominated ones, we'll break that down for you or just whatever sounds like the most fun for you. Gonna, We're going to tell you all of the behind the scenes stuff to get in on the water cooler conversations for award season and to make a respectable showing in any Oscar pools. <laughs> if you if you go in for that kind of thing. Yeah. You're, uh, you, you're part of this group called the Association of no, Death yeah, Ra- the Academy of Death Racers. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. What is that about? So, Death Racers are people who watch all of the movies every uh-huh. Oscar season. So, oh, um, so that's fifty three movies this year. And yes, okay. I've watched them all. <laughs> wow. Um, in fact, yeah, a bunch of us go even further, and like I've watched also all of the BAFTA nominated movies, all of the uh, Spirits nominated movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, where do folks find the uh, Death Racer uh, website? There's two different websites. If you yourself want to track your Oscar watching progress, then you can find there's two websites. There's the Oscars Death Race uh, website, which I know was your preferred one, right, David? Uh, I think it was just to, to share it with somebody Simpler. else. When we were, yeah, yeah, was it really simple to f- see what was going on? Simple visual interface. And if yeah. you want to, and if you want all the statistics and are going above and beyond, then there's deathracetracking.com. Okay. But if you want to just know more about the Academy of Death Racers, that's aodr.net. And there's also a very active subreddit, active especially this time of year, and a Discord. So. Okay, cool. It, maybe you can uh, forward me those links and. I'll put them in the show notes if people want right. to follow up on those. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. All right. So part one, the headliner awards. Talk to me about what our first podcast is going to cover and how we're going to work through all of this. You know, it's a, it's a lot of movies. To <laughs> it's talk a lot about, of movies. So. <laughs> 53. Yeah. So we're going to start with, of course, the best picture 10, because okay. these are the movies that are nominated for most of the awards. Okay. So we're just going to lay the groundwork. We're going to talk about them in the order of the number of nom- nominations that they have. Got it. Uh, and then we're also going to touch on in that episode, the other you know, so-called above the line um, uh, categories like directing, acting, and writing. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure that you're up on the favorites to win and, you know, what the category controversies are in the most popular awards. Cool. And then to make it a little bit more interesting, since I I personally have not seen all of the um, the Mm -hmm. above the line uh, nominations... Uh, we have decided to chat with a few people from the community and uh, some other folks that we know to right. uh, share some voices and thoughts from um, you know from the the wider community. I know that your father is going to be right. talking about Killers of the Flower Moon. That's very cool. You want to set that up a little bit? Uh, yeah. So I've already recorded an interview with my father about he's so he lives in Oklahoma and uh-huh. you know his grandfather, um, my great grandfather was part of you know he 
got one of these oil allotments. Got and, it. Wow. Okay. And my father's very into the history. He's read the book multiple times. He's watched the movie now multiple times, and uh, he had uh, a lot to say. He actually prefers the book to. Uh, sorry, the movie to the book. Wow, that's really mm -hmm. interesting. Very cool. Well, that'll, that'll be a cool interview. And I know we're going to talk to Marilyn about Barbie. Yep. Because she was an OG collector of the, uh, the the Barbies way back when. So I'm sure yeah, she's got Yeah, I can't some wait to hear what she thinks of the movie. Absolutely. And then we've got a few other community members that we've reached out to on our Discord. Uh, folks who have expressed um, opinions or thoughts about movies, um, you know, where they've really shared something that uh, was important to them or they had a, a really cool insight. So, yeah, really excited to hear some more voices from the, the wider Lorehounds listening community. Okay, so part two. The hidden gems. Yeah, <laughs> what's this? What's this podcast going to be about? So yeah, these are these are kind of my favorite categories every year because okay. these are the movies that I probably wouldn't otherwise watch. Well, one of the categories is animation. Of course, I would watch those. But the other categories are international documentary and short films. Okay, these are yeah movies that you'd probably miss, and uh, for me, they're windows into other worlds. So we're going to give you the spoiler-free tips on what's been nominated, uh, where to find it. And and you know anything that sparks your interest, you can you can have a horse in the race when it comes to Oscar Day. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and we've got some more um, outside interviews as well. You've reached right. out to some of the mm -hmm. uh, folks that you're friends with in the Death Racer community and and other professional and personal contacts. So we're going to get some um, wider, even wider perspective on those. Absolutely, yeah. Great. And part three, the blockbusters, aka the technical awards. Those are blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> so the technical awards are the they're also called the below the line awards, and they're okay. the ones that are dominated. that's when they push those off on the other night, right? Right, there's a whole other award ceremony for those. Uh, or? Well, no, no, they they would if and if they were to jettison any awards, it would be these. But but these are these are the biggest. The, okay, these are the it. headliners of the technical of the te awards. Got it. Okay, but cool. I mean, calling them the technical awards may not make it sound that appealing to a lot of people. But <laughs> these are basically, first of all, it's going to be all of the best picture nominees and right. the biggest movies that most of you have probably watched this year. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, Napoleon and the Creator movies we've covered even. Um, and these are the awards that are actually rewarding people for making movies look and sound the way they look and sound. So these are right. the people who make movies good. Yeah, so we've got cinematography, visual effects, production design, editing, sound and music. Uh, so yeah, we're going to, I know Jean's going to talk, uh, be joining us to talk to a oh, bunch great. of And then uh, we're going to have some, yeah, again, some other members of, from the community and beyond with some insight into the different categories. Jedi, Jedi Bob is uh, prepping oh, to talk cool. to us about sound yeah great yeah that'll that'll be nice and again we're still pulling together all of those people and getting those files sorted out and that kind of stuff so we don't want to uh, say too much because we got to get things sort of lined up a little bit right okay so i was just looking at the oscars death race website and trying to think about um the things that i have seen i've seen i just saw american fiction loved it so good I've seen Barbie. I've seen half of Killers of the Flower Moon. I've seen Maestro. Um, I really want to watch Oppenheimer, and I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to fit in past lives, poor things, the holdovers, or, or zone of interest. So, but I, I'm here. Who is it? Somebody was just on the Discord saying that they saw Zone of Is Interest, and mm -hmm. it was really was that Adrian? I think. Yeah, there's um, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Who and saying how powerful it was and how it visually is, incredible yeah. it is. It is very powerful, and actually, it's uh, coming out on video on demand on the twentieth. Okay. 
Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah. And uh, Poor Things is coming out on video on demand on the 27th. So those are the last two big ones that were a little bit more difficult to watch. And now they're going to be a little easier to watch at home. And I just have to always plug Poor Things is only, I mean, sorry, uh, Past Lives is only nominated for two Oscars, but it is the emotional favorite of a lot of people, including myself. So if you, if, uh, if you want to know why everyone's gushing about this film and it's hard to describe, but you just have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to sign up on the Death Race website here because it it looks like it has some really cool ways to track your movies and stuff like that as well. Yeah, exactly. So it would be kind of fun. I, I wouldn't mind maybe for myself, like as a personal goal. I don't know that I'll be able to do it before the Oscars, but right. you know, within this calendar year to see at least the, <laughs> the 10 <laughs> Best Picture nominations, that would be kind of a fun fun goal. I'm not traditionally a big Oscars tracker. I mean, I think they're interesting and I've always had an awareness and sort of paid a little bit of attention to them. But it was until you pitched this idea for these podcasts that I started to get a little bit more engaged in interest, uh, you know, uh, have my interest build in, in the yeah. process a little bit. And it's kind of like the Super Bowl for entertainment for movies, right? It's a, it's a mm-hmm, big deal. Absolutely. So. We, we call it our Super Bowl for sure. Right. And you compared it to fantasy sports at one point, which I mean, <laughs> which I see, I see what you mean, but there actually is, if people want to take it to that level, there's uh-huh. also, you're a little late for this season, but there's something called red carpet rosters where you actually do. Oh, wow. You draft your own team the and, and, and follow stuff. them through the award season. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. What about you? You are, you are a, I think you're a bigger film buff than I am. I love film, but I'm not, I've never been a buff, right? I've never been, right. you know, uh, as into it as, and I, same with television. I've always loved television. I've watched a lot of television through my right. life. Gen Xer, latchkey kid. I think you know, that makes TV. you a buff, right? So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it wasn't until I started podcasting. Mm-hmm. I think I've always had the, I always had the desire, but then podcasting has really helped me sharpen my, um, my thoughts and my critiques and my engagement in shows. And so I just haven't had the same for films, but of course we used to go to the movies. We would see a dozen movies in a year easily, easily. Oh, uh, because you know, that's where you went to see really interesting stuff. Television was just uh, pablum, right? It was just sort of the oatmeal of the, uh, of the cultural conversation, but it was the movies that really sparked your interest and and took your imagination away. So what's your, what's your, What's your hook for Oscars? What is uh, what drives Alicia for the Oscars stuff? Um, I mean, when I guess it comes from childhood. Like I used to watch the Oscars with my family, and you know, it's got even now. No, kind of a monocultural event thing. Yeah, kind exactly, of a big and yeah. that, it is less so that. Although I feel like this year, it feels like they have nominated more widely seen movies. Okay, and I'm seeing a broader interest in the Oscars again. So I, I hope that that because I, I do think it's. It doesn't need to just be for people who have watched hundreds of movies in a year. And I a lot think. of these movies are are uh, they're approachable in some ways. They're yeah. uh, American fiction was so easy to to watch and be a mm-hmm. participant. When we went, we kind of did a double date with some friends of ours. We left our kids alone to take care of themselves, and we went out for you know an adult <laughs> meal, and and then we went and saw a movie. It was really great. But the theater was. Movie, you know, there was like a lot of people at our little local movie theater, and yeah. theater was full enough that we actually had to like strategize where we were going to sit. It wasn't packed because it's a huge space, but you know, it was it felt really good, and it feels like there's a lot of conversation about Oscars right now, like you're saying. No, exactly, and I think 
they've made maybe a more concerted effort. It also helps that two of like, I, I was talking to you before, there's a big four films right. that um, I would recommend that if, if you want to be up on the Oscars with the least amount of work, the four films you should target are Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Barbie. And okay. I'm throwing in past lives, just because I'm always throwing in past <laughs> lives. <laughs> but these are the ones nominated for the most. And, you know, obviously, we have the whole Barbenheimer phenomenon this yep, year. We know right. that a lot of people have seen, especially those two movies, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon is also a Scorsese movie. A lot of people have seen that. It's just available on Apple. And Maestro, that, that got a big thing. I, I know yeah. for... My uh, my in-laws, for them, it was a very moving thing because the the subject matter is their, you know, part of their life. That was an integral part of, of their right. growing up. And, you know, and I'm just thinking, too, about this. We've watched a lot of television, you know, through the pandemic and up to now. And they're talking about, you know, peak TV. Like, we, I think the, the number of scripted shows that are coming out this year is actually markedly down a little bit from, from past things. So, you know, the whole streaming thing is is working itself out. But then, you know, seeing Barbie, seeing American fiction, seeing Maestro, it reminded me of what movies are. They're a different right. thing. They're, they're a, this complete story that's packed into an hour and a half to you know, three hours. You know, let's, let's bring the time down, the runtime down. Right. <laughs> um, but, it, and, and, you know, the, the, the whole beginning, middle, and end, and it just, mm -hmm. it's compelling, and it's visually, uh, can be a visual feast, and, it, and it's just in this really nice packaged thing. And so I think right. I, I'm starting to fall back in love with movies a little right. bit. I think I think also one of the movies for me. So my two movies of the year are I've said past lives enough. That's that's sure. like tells me what film is from the uh, the way that you can subtly represent the ineffable beauty in life and love. You know this right. mm -hmm. sort of intangible thing that you can only represent by showing the story of someone's life play out. Got it. Um, but then on the other hand, my other favorite film of the year is Poor Things. And that for me is just wow. the uh, encompassing everything that a movie can be, you know, just mm. wild fantasy, but also juggling with complex ideas about what does it mean to be an independent person and our need to control others? And uh, how do we develop ourselves nature versus nurture, but, you know, in this technicolored fantasy? Yeah, I'm gonna have to see that now because it got kind of mixed. The, yeah, it got mixed things, but visually, well, it's the, supposed to be uh, too, right? The, I think that there's one thing that, and so Yorgos uh, Lanthimos, he's... Mm -hmm. Already, he's just one of my favorite directors. He's also the one who did uh, The Lobster, The Favorite, uh, Dogtooth, um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And he's can be a tough swallow for especially, sorry, some American audiences, uh -huh, just uh -huh. because he there's, there's a lot of sex of in Poor Things. There's a okay. lot of sex in Poor Things. And also there's, you know, it brings up questionable morals because that's the point. Um, right. So it's it's based on a book, and it actually got me to go back and and pick up and at least uh, like thumb through the book. And uh, there's a website also that you can explore the book. And it's you know he's taking the source material and combining it with ideas that he's examined in past movies. And it's it's very it asks a lot of complex moral questions, and not everyone's comfortable with that. And I get it. Sure. Right. Yeah. If, if for for some folks, the movies are entertainment and escapism mm -hmm. as opposed to challenge and. Yeah, but it also yeah. has Mark Ruffalo being very silly in a funny okay. way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very cool, great. Well, this has been a, a fun conversation. I guess this is kind of what you could look forward to when we get into the 
actual podcasts and and talking about the actual movies. Our plans are to get is to get uh, the first one out sometime the week of the 18th, and then for the next two to drop within the next two weeks before the Oscars on the 10th, so that you're fully briefed before uh, the big show happens. So be sure to check out our main feed. So if you're listening to this on one of our specialty feeds like Wheel of Time or Star Wars, make sure you subscribe to the main Lorehounds feed to get all of the podcasts. Uh, Stay tuned to our Discord. And if you have any general feedback, anything that you want to write in and give us some thoughts about, drop us an email, lorehounds at thelorehounds.com or visit us on our website and you can leave a voicemail of your own or, or send in a a message using the contact form. Alicia, any other thoughts before we uh, bounce out of here? No, just in case you can't tell, I'm so excited to talk about these movies. (laughs) You're beaming. (laughs) You're beaming across the interwebs. Awesome. Well, thanks for putting this together. Thanks for pitching the idea. Uh, It's it's a very cool project and I I look forward to doing it uh, in coming years. So thanks for everything. Yeah, looking forward.